at Living Truthfully, we have many friends. And one of these friends is Pau. Pau Shinsky. His real name is actually Polot, you know. But I'll tell you why he's our friend. He's also the one who did our Living Truthfully logo. And Pau needs our help. Now, Pau has a brother who was involved in a hit-and-run accident on the thicker superhighway. And he almost died. Twice. The first time at the accident. And the second time, would you believe this, due to neglect in a public hospital. He's much better now, we're grateful to report. But he has been in hospital for almost 100 days. And the family needs 2.5 million Kenyan shillings to get him home. So we are asking for donations. 50 bob, 100 bob, 200 bob, anything you can afford, nothing is too small. Send a donation to Victor Oma Medical Fund, pay bill number 5107697. I'll say that again, 5107697. The account number will be your name. Please donate and let's get Victor back home. Coming up on this episode. You know, there are two kinds of people. That's why I told you healing starts at the rehab or after. So there I was. Found myself in a car, very drunk. Ah. I was driven to a rehab. I was booked in, very drunk. Checked in. Very violent at some point and they gave me some tablets and I slept. So I woke up the next day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully. episode 67 and with me i have a guy he will talk about it in just a minute but how are you doing how is covid peleka in you i don't know if you're going through a rough time i don't know if you're able to make your rent i don't know if you have food um but here's what i know that no situation is permanent and uh, we're all gonna get through this rough times through this uh, tough times together so hang in there bana hang in there don't do anything stupid don't do uh don't make rash decisions based on a rough time that you're in right now any if you're if you're going through a tough time talk to someone talk to someone tell them what's going on um and allow yourself some some latitude i think give yourself some what do you call it? Um, some rope, some space. Because we're all going through tough times, Bana. Don't be, don't be fooled by how things look outside for guys. But yeah, so I have with me a gentleman. His name is Gregory. So let me tell you, I've never met this guy before. He's, he's in my house right now. He's a complete stranger. But he reached out to me. He reached out to me on FB. And, and, and I want to read you something he said. So he said, my name is Gregory Ndege. I'm a husband, father, and an advocate by, profe- uh, by profession. I've been enjoying your podcast, trying to, catch up, uh, trying to catch up. I was introduced to the same by my loving wife. She's a good woman. Sema, yes. yes She's a good woman. <laughs> now... This is what he says. So I'm gonna let me read your introduction because um, because I think this is the reason you came. He says, having been brought up in a modern Nairobi family, attained majority age by 1999, teenage testosterone, girls, sex, liquor, nini. 2001, you went off to India to do your bachelor's. You landed in Mumbai, and you had independence. You say you're entangled in a relationship with a Kenyan lady. You even moved in, partying, binge drinking, etc. After a year, she was no longer interested in you. Other men that you knew became her taste. So one day you decided to confront her and her new male partner. A fight broke out. 
and it was marking. And you were stabbed in your right thigh, a long deep cut, 23 stitches, seven days in ICU, 30 days hospitalized, maimed for six months, missing crutches. You say you are drunk. You want to talk about that. You want to talk about trauma. You want to talk about drugs. You want to talk about alcohol. And you want to talk about rehabilitation. What are you doing now? Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, by the way, uh, just uh, on the COVID issue, you've noticed that uh, even the state or the president has an issue with the selling of liquor. Yes. And uh, he's trying to also curtail the same. Yeah. Anyway, that's for another day. Now, uh, Amani, first of all, thank you for helping us to reach out. You know, I think uh, everyone is uh, looking for a Moses. You know, the problem with us main men and our maze of masculinity. You're trying to look for a Moses to take you out of Egypt to your Israel. There's so much going around the male, the male uh, without prejudice to our females. So equally mm. affected with so many things. Now, uh, basically, as you have said, I am a husband, uh, I'm a father. How many kids do you have? Two. Two? Yeah. How old are they? Lovely girls, three-year-old and two-year-old. Wow, congratulations. Yes. And how long have you been married? I've been married now, it's going to five years. Wow. Yes. I think, like, I want to start this conversation by starting with where you are now. Okay? So, we'll go to the story. But allow me to start by asking, how are you doing? Currently, yeah. I'm doing fine. Very fine, mm-hmm. excellent. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm pleased and proud of myself through okay. God's grace. That is one thing. The guy upstairs has really molded me to be something very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, at the moment, where I am, I am a husband. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me mm-hmm. and a father. Mm-hmm. Then uh, professionally, I'm an advocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love doing with myself, I have pets, but there I have three dogs. Okay. They keep me busy. Okay. Uh, what 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 breeds are they? I have a German Shepherd. I have a Japanese Spitz mm-hmm. and a Rhodesian Roland. I don't know what a Rhodesian Roland looks like. I'll look, th- yeah. I'll look that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then uh, basically uh, being an advocate it's very challenging. Uh we have equally been affected with this COVID. Yeah, I have a very good friend who's uh who's an advocate as well. He was actually staying here. Uh the courts are closed have been closed uh, you can't you can't go to court you can't uh, you know it, 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 some even the land's office was closed so you can't do conveyancing have been been surviving uh i must say that uh, there are a few things that i've been doing here and there personally i've set up some small businesses for myself that have helped me survive until now i thank god i have some semi permanent structures that i collect rent yeah, around 20 nice. of them Ish. Yeah, and uh, my office is also near where I stay. Yeah. I've set up an office in Buruburu, Ebram mm-hmm. Square. Yeah. I have st- I still have walk-ins. People still need affidavits. Mm. People still need sale agreements. Transactions mm. are still going on. Yeah. And for the few weeks they open the courts, I manage to get clients mm. on ongoing fly- files mm. and also small savings here and there. Just learn to be wise how you spend and you're using it's equally difficult for everyone it's true yeah and it's also true. your phone can be ringing 24 hours some people need assistance monetarily yeah so it's a challenge tell me were you always disorganized uh i must say uh every man is looks up to someone yeah me uh, my mentor me is my father i've never told him that wow my mentor is my father why why haven't why have you never told him that uh, I always just appreciate him. I always take time to appreciate him and tell him things. I'll tell you something. There's a day my father complained and told me, I am a poor man. I felt so hurt and disgusted. This is what I told my father. Now you listen, you poor man. You have four children whom you have educated all outside the country to university and master's level and you're calling yourself a poor man. Don't you ever say that. And he smiled. He told me, I've never thought it about that. And I even calculated how much he spent on me. Being an alcoholic. Seven years. Missing classes. And he was like amazed like, okay, I have never seen my life that way. So I told him, you're 
tutapua man so he's my mentor and he's he was an organized dad he's an organized man he's still alive he's very organized and there's something i have picked from him family comes first yeah, yeah. before we go to the story because I, i'm a guy about seizing the moment if your father if if your father was here and you, if if your father was here on this table you wanted to tell him something that he's never heard before from you what would you say I'll just tell him I love him and thank you thank you for being patient forgiving and even thank you for proposing and you know he flew out of the country and told my mom and my auntie take this boy to rehab he's tired and he flew out of the country oh where is he now no he flew out and came back i i went to rehab in 2009 he was working with an NGO in Ethiopia by then an NGO through the government of Kenya I want to give you an opportunity to call your father. Well, I don't came as a shock. Would you mind if I recorded the call? Do mind? All right, so I'm trying I'm trying to connect him to my recording device. Yes. Because I want I want him to call his dad. I want you to tell your father these things you've just said. Because uh, life is short, man. You'll hear the phone ring in your headphones. Technology. It's my shortcoming. Is it ringing? It's ringing. But I cannot. Okay. So I'll put it on speaker then. Hello? Yes, morning, Dad. Morning. morning. How are you? Fine, fine, fine. I'm also fine. Yeah, to me, I'm Kasalama. Now, this is just a surprise call. Mm. I've been given an offer or a favor by a friend at a studio mm. to call and appreciate you as my father. Mm. You know, since you've brought us up, it is hard. I've never told you thank you for so many things. Mm. So, I just want to say thank you. And uh, you are my role model. There's so much I've learned from you. Everything mm. I do is because of you. I've learned so much even my discipline and even thank you for the patience for forgiveness and uh, even for the time you stood by me and you made sure I went to rehab. Yes, I just was calling to say that have a good morning. I will pass by tomorrow we have an appointment as I assured you. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Well done. How does that feel? Mm. You know, mwanaume ni kujikaza that is what we've been brought up to. don't you ever tell your father you love him. And uh, you know, you're imploding inside. Mm. At times you need to tell this man because he has reached out for you for a very long time. Mm. And for those who have not been with their fathers if they have a father figure at some point he's your superman mm. you know when you're growing up eh father atakupiga father upiga kila mtu and you believe your dad he's unstoppable mm. but i think as they grow old they need us to tell them these things it's true because uh first of all they're idol and all they think of is you if you've never realized so it's i'm, I'm giving a challenge to most of the men uh take time and reach out to your fathers I agree completely. Make, make calls, just take him out, buy him shoes at butter. They love butter shoes, I know. <laughs> Sandals. Mm. And just take him out for lunch. I agree yeah. completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Well done. So, let's go back to your story. Um 1999, you finished high school. Yes. What's going on in your life at that time? I'd finished from Maranda High School in Bondo. In Bondo, and I think uh, I must tell you this. You know, there are things you do, yeah. but you're laying a foundation for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about it spiritually, but listen. Mm-hmm. The day we finished high school, that day, me I went to the local town. They chapped some changa. Okay. Eh, <laughs> badly. Mm-hmm. I even slept somewhere with a friend. 
See, now we have finished schools, now we are adults and nobody can stop us. Mm. Took the next bus back to Nairobi. Yeah. Now I'm done. Mm. But now basically I had already introduced myself to alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. The irregular. Yeah. The the occasional. Yeah. The Jamhuri day. Yeah. You know, you changa some few coins here and there. Baya kuguru, you drink. Those days, yeah, forgotten you, kuguru, but yeah. <laughs> Those days you used to go to F2, the lollipop in your mouth. Yeah. You feel you're cool. Old school, but crisscross was the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, that is the time I started introducing myself. But that is a stage. I, I, I've tried to read a lot about alcohol. So that is normally a stage. It is the introduction stage whereby it is very occasional. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Personally, first of all, I, to my friends who drink, they can't even stretch their tentacles when they get to the podcast. They know I still respect them and that is their position and they respect mine. Yeah. I have nothing against them. Yeah. It is their choice. But I still instill on them what I have gone through. And if you feel like you want to stop earlier, it's okay. Uh, so during that time, being in Karubangi South, first of all, uh, there's one thing. There are so many bars around that place. Right now, they have gone down, the number. Because bars are supposed to be according to the population demography. Now, you can't have more than 20 bars in an estate where you only have a population of 4,000. Those are so many bars. It is. Yeah. As per the Liquor Licensing Act, <coughs> the population mm-hmm. demography, that is wrong. Anyway, those are legal issues that I entangled in my profession. Mm-hmm. I didn't even later. know that. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, there used to be this green liquor, that uh, uh, beer that uh, KBL introduced. It was my first drink. I remember on these 31sts, now after high school, and uh, we were in that local pub called Mautini, and there was a estate party, and I had invited... Uh, a former girlfriend a girlfriend that i had during my school days and uh i really drank on that day a lot of beer then the next day because your body is very strong you know somebody who is around age of 18 19 can drink a whole bottle of whiskey and the next day he'll wake up fine feed and forget about it yeah but now you see with the time uh my parents I decided that I have to go to school to college. So my dad paid for me KCA by then. I was doing some CPA. So this is 2001 and uh I remember I joined a group peer pressure. We used to drink now a must every Friday and Saturday. Killer Friday. Yeah. Killer Saturday. Yeah. You see now it's not occasional. Yeah. You have started it's regular. Yeah, it's getting regular. Yeah. And for no reason. And you want to feel the same taste, yeah. the same highness of the first day. Mm. One thing I came to realize, I'm not a medic, but when I was studying I realized that every alcoholic mm. what you always remember is that first highness. It's there planted in the back of your mind. You just want that day. Wow. Got that day I was there. So that is always what we are looking for. So that first highness gives you it 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 unlocks something in your brain yes. and you want to rem- you remember you want to you want to, you're chasing that high again yes you're chasing that high that feeling yeah. that ecstasy yeah. the energy yeah. yeah that is what you're normally facing mm-hmm. yeah so now and uh, you know i've called my old man and uh, you know uh, i always say these people are wise yeah uh, so what he realized that i am in a group since i am in a group he realized let me do something this boy this young man is getting out of hand yeah i remember by then my brother was playing football very good football he even played for arambe stars oh. and uh, so he had chums being my elder bro mm-hmm. i me i'm the younger bro yeah everybody you benefit a, yeah it's a must you are the yeah. big bro me yeah. i don't care you give me chums you buy yeah. me liquor you buy me mira yeah. i don't care so i'll always go where he is for every game 
I used to play for Kenya breweries. So for every game, even outside the city, I used to go. Yeah. So slowly by slowly it becomes now the regular drinking. Now, so by this time, my dad was like, now I'm going to send you to India. And voila, passport came, visa came, and I took the flight. As I told you on FB, I found myself in Mumbai. Ha, Tigre. Everything is okay. Eh? Ah, no <laughs> tension. <laughs> Now, mm, I'm still young and uh, I traveled from Mumbai to this place called Kolapur. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my friend RIP, the person who received me, mm-hmm. the guy I was talking about. I told you I lost a friend. The one is a magistrate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was unwell, but partly related to liquor. Mm. Those who know the truth will tell you. Mm. His liver was completely gone. But you could wow. not believe when you see him. He was a bulky guy, tall, strong, but slowly by slowly. So he's the guy who received me in India. And they gave me a safe landing. He was a guy from Buru. Yeah. A guy from K-South. What else? Connection. Connection. Right there. You are... And Amani, I want to bring to your attention that liquor there is very cheap. In India? Very, not cheap. Mm-hmm. Now, with 200 shillings, yeah. we are having a full bottle. Wow. With, with 60 shillings, I have a full bottle of government liquor. And when I'm talking about government liquor, I'm talking about local Indian changa. That is approved. Approved. Yeah. Yeah. Something like what Mutudo was trying to introduce. Yeah. And you find yourself having a full bottle and the whole time for yourself. Then uh, you meet this lady. She's also from Kenya. And you, you feel you're the man. And by the way, there's something I've realized. <clears throat> I always tell every man. You're not the one who picked that lady. She picked you. Mm. This is a conversation for another <laughs> I told, I, there's a day I told someone mm-hmm. when you walk into a room of seven women they will all look at you and one of them has already decided if you blink she will blink and that's it then she will look down you thinking that you are the jogo ah nothing like that so we started a relationship with a lady you know Chris Hart who is a psychologist yeah actually mm-hmm. said that to me I I I I used to disagree with him but hearing it from you maybe he was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so you start a relationship with this lady and uh, we even moved in together. Mm-hmm. And uh by, by the uh, one thing is she never used to drink for her. Mm. Yeah, but for me now every Friday I must drink, every Saturday, every Sunday we used to party and all that. But you see as you drink every Saturday, Friday There are days or weeks you drink Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, your judgment is slowly becoming impaired. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on what took you there, you start focusing on irre- irrelevant issues, facts that are not compatible to yourself, to your family, to the finances of your family or whoever is supporting you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is normal as a young man you feel like you view women in a different way we should start viewing women properly not like property i agree yeah so i'm like what is going on why is this lady all over this guy why is this guy all over this lady this is my second year my llb mm-hmm. so i remember it was on a march 13th some weeks to The exams were coming to April. So it was on March 13th. I drank a lot of rum and by evening I was sloshed so I took my friend who told me let's go ban and confront these guys. So we went and uh, we found the lady there, found the guy. And obviously a fight broke out. Now wewe na kimbelembele yako na kijeuri yako you are the target because the guy knows if i finish you you are the stronger one the fight is over mm. so the guy just took a knife timed me and down my thigh right thigh wow. 
it was a deep cut wow. within i was told within 2 minutes i was completely and i was bleeding and uh it was a an issue it was a life and death issue now, let me tell you for a fact the doctor who attended to me was a neurosurgeon and why should a neurosurgeon start teaching Pain. because he said if i don't teach this young man now in the next 15 minutes you'll be dead this is a casket going back to kenya ah. so that is a wound a physical wound i picked until now if you notice when i'm walking that leg has a problem but it is okay i have done a lot of stretching and it is the leg is okay very ah. much okay but i still have these stitches what Uh-huh. So now you see you are in a drunken stupor and you wake up in a hospital and the first thing the doctor tells you why do you drink His name is Dr Prabhu mm. I still remember him mm. Sometimes I send him emails and he sends back mm. tells me why do you drink young man So I was in Hosi and after Hosi luckily my brother had uh, come back come to India Yeah. to study yeah. footballer yeah so i had to travel and stay with him mm-hmm. some few days here and there mm-hmm. and uh by the time i was staying with him i was just recapitating but nevertheless i had trauma oh, it's not a joke yeah, yeah. You, you, you had a near life you had a near but, death but experience to, but to me as a man ah mini hero Sindio. We survived it. Yeah, I survived mini hero. Yeah. You're not a hero my friend. You need some counseling. <laughs> yeah, you have trauma in you. Yeah. Which so many people avoid. Yeah. So after all this the relationship with the lady could not work. Mm-hmm. And uh I could not heal at that time. So you have a physical wound, you have an emotional wound. Yes. And I was given an opportunity by my parents. Thank God for them. Hey guy, here is a ticket. Come back home we see you man. That was You also have the revenging heart. The yeah. guy who stabbed you. Yeah. And all that. So I never even came back home. That was the first ticket gone like that. Wow. That was around by then around 50G. Wow. So I decided to go back to Kolapur where I used to study. Mm-hmm. Went back to my house my crutches and uh we used to get bursary mm-hmm. and uh, our parents also used to send you upkeep so by slowly by slowly i started becoming a problem drinker why are you a problem drinker because you have so many issues that are going around you <clears throat> mm-hmm. and they're related to drinking yes because one it is when you're realizing why was stabbed now you're alone the lady gone i didn't miss my exams i did my exams with crutches and i passed wow first class wow the crutches wow thanks to the almighty so that gave my parents something like okay let's just push this guy so now so i want to want to recognize some things you've talked about an an introduction Yes. a regular uh, irregular drinker yeah irregular occasionally occasional drinker. Yeah. then you've talked about a regular yes drinker yes now we are at a problem problem drinker and now a word from our sponsors covid-19 has changed our lives in many ways as an entrepreneur I have come to appreciate the value of us sticking together. This is why I want to give you the listener of Living Truthfully an incredible offer to advertise your business on this podcast for Wait for it. Whatever you can afford. Wow. That's right. Whatever you can afford. This is what you do. Just send me an email on amani at thamanimedia.com with details of your product or service and how much you want to pay. Wow. That's it. And then I will get back to you and once approved, 
your advert will be on the next episode. Take a chance on yourself and pay what you can. However, some subjective terms and conditions will definitely apply. They aren't famous for their perfect hair. But they are sure about to be famous for their love of Formula One. Listen to Andy and Eve take on the world of racing unfiltered. Join them as they delve into their passion, as they provide insights and unbiased opinions on their all-time favorite sporting event. Listen to the F1 pod on Google Podcasts now. You were not born so you can pay bills, then die. You were born for a reason. Yes, you have a purpose. And here is a sweetener. You can discover your purpose and turn it into profit. Want to know how? Go to lifesignatures.life and download the free ebook Purpose to Profit by author, life coach and destiny connector Lawrence Namale. And oh, check out his podcast too. Life signatures and now back to our story you've talked about an irregular drinker yeah irregular occasionally occasional drinker. Yeah. then you've talked about a regular yes drinker yes now we are at a problem, problem drinker. drinker and a problem drinker is one guy who's very deflective mm-hmm. very rude mm-hmm. very selfish arrogant now unkept and clean at times. Now what you're doing with yourself at this time is this. I will drink for three weeks non-stop. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It's not impossible. It's very possible with that age. Non-stop. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you sleep, you watch a movie, with a quarter. Friday, poop. Back to it. Back to it. But there's so much going on in your mind. You see, they say an idle mind is a devil workshop. Yeah. And one thing I want to say is that uh, wine is a mocker, alcohol is a brawler. That is in the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you see, what the alcohol is doing to you, it is creating the idleness in your mind. And you think you're idle. Mm-hmm. So every time you don't want to feel idle, you don't want to feel lonely. So you drink. You drink. So came my third year exams. I did them and I fled the city that I was living in, Kolapur, and I went to Mumbai. But if you ever want to take a trip to Mumbai, talk to me. Oh, I don't know what that is. That means talk, talk to, to me. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know Mumbai in and out. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I learned the Hindi and the Marathi. The language is so well. Wow. So well. Not well, so well. Wow. Yes. So the guy should go negotiate with that Biashara Street. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can do that so well. So what did I go to do to Mumbai? Now, you see, I want to sustain my new business. My mm-hmm. new business is alcohol. Yeah. Taking. And since uh, there is cheap product, because you see, their industries are very well, they are cottage industries. <coughs> yeah. So there is, you can sell watches very easily. Mm-hmm. You can sell fridges very easily. Mm-hmm. They will buy from you mm-hmm. because they believe you're a foreigner mm-hmm. and they, what you're selling has come from your country. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I can they be cannot, rich in Mumbai. Yes, they cannot differentiate between me and you. Even our skin pigment. But they look the same only, eh? No, yeah. <laughs> only small. <laughs> that is what they will tell you. So now, mm. since you're in that city, yeah. obviously the other Kenyans who are living there, yeah. you start doing this business. But you, you have to get the urge and the psych. So in the morning, you have to take a quarter. Then you sell these things. You go hawking around. Oh, just 
monkey business yeah. you take trains from one place to another doing a lot of nothing yeah and you make money by the way you make very good money wow mm-hmm. you'll not miss from 10 watches you'll make around 4000 kenya shillings wow. that is very good money yeah. in india that's around 2900 rupees mm-hmm. you can pay your house for 1000 rupees wow and uh, a meal of 200 shillings me and you cannot finish wow yeah so you see yeah so you have money. money to drink yep so whether your parents are sending money or not you have an, an you can sustain it you can sustain the drinking yeah. Yeah. so you drink until you forget you're supposed to go back to where you're to be for your studies mm. and your exams when people call you to come back you tell them i'll come back i'll come back and call back i never went back for near wow just drinking just drinking biashara hustle hustle and drinking drinking just to sustain it yeah to sustain it i never went back okay yeah so i realized i have to go back so when news were reaching my parents that this guy is not studying they tried to call they tried to reach out so many people tried to reach out but i've told you a problem drinker has characters and yeah. those characters and he is very deflective and offensive and defensive yeah. also ah uh, this story this issue i'm drinking because of amani you know he took my shoe you know you know yeah. i must find someone to blame, to blame yeah. a blame game yeah. so in the problem drinking stage it's slowly now becoming a disease mm. it was never a disease but now it is affecting your neurons mm. it's affecting your brain <clears throat> and it is why shaiskia kutoa lock tutoe lock bana I've never understood that concept. I'll explain it to you. Okay. This is the concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never understood why you need to drink. Yeah. To to more the effects of drinking. You see, it is a state of mind. Okay. Uh, medics can explain it later. I think right. one day in the podcast you have to bring a doctor. I'll bring I'll bring a doctor actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this can be so nice. Medics can explain it well. But as I've said, uh the alcohol has taken control of your brain. Yes. What now is happening is it is slowly grooming your nerves and your system to depend on it. And that is why when you wake up you're shaking. Malnutrition. You do not have proper vitamins. You see eat nyake and ugali drink no vitamins. So you're going down but slowly and nobody will ever notice. But you're going down. and now your boils are also loose yeah your boils start becoming loose that acid is too much for a human being to take so what happens is that you have to wake up in the morning and you feel you're shaking and you have to go around to sustain this business so one quarter a quarter is 25 rupees that is 30 kenya shillings down lunch time another in the evening a bottle So that is how slowly by slowly so you're moving from you're not you're not even now problem drinker i'm not a you're, problem now i am dependent no you're a dependent. patient no i uh, yes patient dependent okay i am now an, an alcohol dependent <clears throat> mm-hmm. the syndrome is ta- taking control of our lives yes and there's something i want to address very urgently you know amani i love there's a podcast you heard you heard and uh, listening to it we are not defined by what we have but our money but our status not our professions the social fabric of our country defines us by that ah nani ako sawa ako na gari ako na nyumba ako na bibi ako sawa ni sos ni sos watana na yes he sos he's slowly becoming dependent to his money to sustain habit yeah and that is why people just it is not a must an alcoholic reaches rock bottom for people to start helping that is the problem we have in kenya kazi ipote then is when people realize it was an issue mm. why could we not start talking about it early because we were partying and we were enjoying and we were drinking with him because we are okay we think we are okay and people are different and god is not a respecter of person he will use you of the other person so now a 
at this juncture so in 2000 and uh, i mark time my third year for two years 2000 and uh, 4 5 6 yeah time so in 2006 i managed to come b- back home for a holiday mm-hmm. i landed at the airport smelling of alcohol immediately i reached home after one hour i was out of the house went to get some friends that i could recall made phone calls and i really drank it was a very bad holiday and my mother was very devastated wow <clears throat> and my dad was not around he was already outside the country and i drank myself to a condition that now i was bedridden <clears throat> i was in a state of mind where you are hallucinating and it is true hallucinating nasiurogi let's not lie it's just alcohol this alcohol has gone to that part of the brain a doctor was expl- i have had a family doctor thanks to him mm. in check public he really took part in this fight So now I am home for a holiday and I am unwell. So what does my mom decide? Psychologist, let's go. I go. Even psychologists will tell you alcoholics are very very skeptic, evasive and very smart. You will not address the problem with him. What you will want the psychologist to do at that moment is to give you the tablets. immediately you get those tablets you feel relieved you will sleep if it is oliens it is valium no most of them but now notice what is happening to you it is a choice once the drugs are over you have a choice of keeping off seeking more help or you continue with the disease and the disease is in the back of your mind you feel you are missing something missing mwanaume bana so you go back and start drinking and you are clean now maybe even for a month or two so when you start the habit now you introduce the pills because you know them <clears throat> and you can get them yeah so i can flush alcohol out of my body if i want i can detox my detox will take two days because i know the tablets wow so that's how now life was so in uh, at around august 2006 i went back to india she now see i am supposed to have finished my your degree yeah i have not back to india same nothing changes same old boy same old grudge and better by the way in the game mm. I know all Indians. I know every corner. Anything, any legal thing you want, you talk to me. I'll get it. I was even in the movie industry. <laughs> Extras. <laughs> Bollywood. Know? Yeah, Bollywood. <laughs> Extras, Mike. Wow. Yeah. So it's a cycle. This is drinking. This is a motorbike. Nothing else. I have another one here. It's showing me a scar on its hand. Yeah. Yeah. I have another one here. Nothing else. So when do you come to your senses? Now, uh, once in India, thank God again, there are people who reached out. I still respect them until now. And when we meet nowadays, ah, they tell me, I told you, I told you. There's something we saw in you. Me, there's something I saw earlier and I knew that was not you. So, you see, I drove myself into that kind of and what thing one thing i came into terms one i had to look into my past and open some skeletons so by 2008 april i did my final exams and the results were out and i passed you're still drinking at this time very ah uh, kwanza that day the results were out i called my mzee and he was very happy and he sent me chums man wow Send me around 20 Gs. That's like a million. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my friend we drank for three weeks. And everyone knew me as a brawler. Ah, Greg, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm 
He's just a wasted guy. So even your juniors who came after you finish college and come back home, you're doing nothing. The but Indians all around yeah, that's those are the things you feel like you lost a lot. So now once that was done in 2009 around April the first ticket was sent I never utilized it. <coughs> My papers were not in order. I had to find my overstayed own. yes I had overstayed yeah. you see there is a visa and there is a residential permit mm. so my residential permit was out of time mm. that took me that is another frustration so you go back to the problem drinker yeah. I have a problem yeah. and you're not telling people what you have so we managed to sort out the problem the other guys we, are, we had the same problem yeah, yeah several of you yeah so we sorted it out we got our uh renewed our visas and the permits and I flew back home carried my books some few clothes the degree came back immediately in kafik through there out from april 2009 until october 2000 23rd 2009 it was murky it was messy college names hmm. yeah back street nairobi Changa, Madare, Kikomba. There's no way I mean I don't know about Changa in this Nairobi. Oh. Your mom sees you, cries. Your sister cries. They have not seen you for a week. And how is your dressing by then? A simple t-shirt, a short and some rubbers that will do me for a week. I don't want so many things. Me when I go back home I sleep in the floor in the sitting room drunk I wake up at 5 I'm out but before I leave see I pick that guy on box banner You're picking the iron box to do what with it to go and sell it to sustain my business of drinking So now you're selling things Yes Okay yes Now I am a thief The criminal procedure court has to be visited on me. I'm stealing from my parents and my sisters. Wow. Now, being a Christian, I believe prayer is an insurance. Prayer is not for today. Yeah, there's one thing I've come to realize. God does not tell you pray for now he tells you you seek me find me and i will find you in your time of need so in october 23rd i was very tired and i remember such kind of this morning i left the house and i went to a local pub there uh, we were drinking keg and apparently a friend of mine came then a cousin came how did these two people come to why is my cousin here anyway my cousins used to come and visit me and they were just told go around the local pubs you get him my cousin was there he bought me liquor and told me it's time we go back home so when i reached home i found my mom and i found my auntie sisters and seated and i knew something is cooking it was an intervention yeah i was tired there are two things you have to notice now i am an alcoholic and i am sick i am rock bottom by the way but it is not a must you reach rock bottom so now i want help i need help but i will not stretch my hand you not ask for it they have to give it to me by force by fire I will take it by the way. I know I'm dying. Mm-hmm. You know, there are two kind of people. Mm-hmm. That's why I told you healing starts at the rehab or after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was found myself in a car very drunk. Ah. I was driven to a rehab booked in very drunk checked in 
very violent at some point and they gave me some tablets and I slept. So I woke up the next day. I was given rules and regulations of that facility. We'll talk about the facility later. And after the rules and regulations of the facility, I noticed I was given an exercise book. Pens, colors, so many clothes. Just two clothes. Things that you can wash for yourself. Yeah. And they started now. There are classes there you have to attend. Monday to Friday. It's school by the way. Yeah. But it's just school to normalize you. Yeah. And uh, I loved the rehab. And by the way, me I am never afraid. I tell people me I went to rehab. Mm. You take it or leave it. Mm. It doesn't make me a lesser man. Mm. Yeah, that me makes I a stronger person. Yeah. yeah. I learned at one I cannot help myself. So mm. I need help. Yeah. And the only person who can help me is the guy upstairs yeah. through other people. Yeah. And I learned that I have been living an abnormal life. And this is why it's abnormal. After two days, three days, you feel hungry every time. And by the rehab, they don't need to cook for you good food. Boiled food is okay. Yeah. Man, I drank uji. Hey, bro. <laughs> porridge. Porridge. And I was just now like a schoolboy. Bread. Mm. One full bread. Why? Your body had missed normalcy. Mm. So it's one month you're coming back to normalcy. Now depending on what you are using, they stop the drugs very early. For me after 3 days they said for this one is okay, let's stop the drugs. There was nothing else I was using. I was not a smoker, I was not taking cannabis. Thank God for that. So I had to start there are charts all over that room. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at those charts. You have to draw them. I drew myself and I after you draw yourself, you paint yourself and tell yourself who you are. You're rude. You're a mockery. You're dirty. ETC. And with your consent, because this is rehab, they will ask you, have you been having, have you been sexually active? Because, you see, there is the alcoholism, but there might be another issue. It's not a yeah. must for someone to be an alcoholic to have something else, but it is very important to address underlying issues. Yes, yes. So, a VCT has to be done on you and a TB test. You, you're okay. But let me tell you for a fact, when you're opening up to those men there, now there it's opening up. I met bishops there, engineers, doctors, big people. I met them there at the rehab. In the actual African contextualization is when you realize, Haya, this thing is normal. We have mm. it all because you know you have your day of telling your story the way I'm telling the story now you have your yeah. day you have your two hours you stand there and let's tell your story tell your story pour it out and after you finish they ask you questions how did you manage how did you manage you see it's a healing process yeah after the 60th date they had made the decision time is up it's over no more liquor in my life mm. yeah and i remember it's when i picked up there is a quote i normally like saying waste no time being a good man talking about a good man don't talk about being a good man mm. be one don't talk about a good man just mm. be one try and be one it's a quote by marcus aurelius mm. i read a lot of stoic and philosophy mm. yeah so now I'm out of rehab. And I've told you healing starts after 90 days. Yeah. So I'm coming back home in February next year 2010. Mm-hmm. I have not gone to Kenya School of Law. I had missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I had passed the entrance exam, but I have never I never went why? Yeah. Wasting time yeah. drinking. So luckily I'll say his name because I'll send him this podcast. Edu. 
there's a guy called Edward Lozovi. Mm-hmm. He reached out to me so fast. He told me, instead of staying home, come I show you business. Mm-hmm. So when I started selling suits mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. I still do that. Wonder you're so sharply dressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one now, this one I thank my wife. Mm-hmm. She takes good care of me. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm selling suits from Riyab. I'm with this guy. I still have to go back home. The support system is there. Now, it is at this point you make the decision. You have the support system. Don't go back to the dungeon. The mm. dungeon is very dangerous because the moment you go back to the dungeon, you're done. So I had a very good supportive system. Spiritual supportive system. You don't need a lot of money. Mm when you're getting yourself back all you need is just composure mm. relax mm. and take one day at a time mm. don't rush and since 2009 to date till now never tested alcohol have never wow and uh, it is something that comes from within adaptation As I told you earlier, if I don't spread the gospel, I'm lying to myself. Mm. I have to spread this gospel. That's why I reach out. I visit schools. I get uh, people who call me to talk to people in rehabs. I do it because it's part of the healing. Healing never stops. Mm. And know what are your triggers. No triggers, sir. No when to say no. No when to get to end a conversation because you see not that you are vulnerable but avoid triggers. Then now I understand that. So I have a question for you because because you're in a good space now. You're you've come out of this dark space. You've been able to make up. When when did you go to Kenya School of Law? Ah uh, 2012. 2012. You're now an advocate of the High Court. You have your own practice. Yeah. When did you get married? 2015. Oh. Did you tell her this story before you got married? She knows the story. Before? Did you tell her before? Yes, before. And and what was her reaction? Ah. Uh, okay, first of all I feared telling her, of course. But uh she told me everyone in life <laughs> goes through a process. But she told me, by the way, If you ever go back there, me I will whip you. Nisha <laughs> Kikuyu, it sounds no. like she's one of us. No. <laughs> she's a lawyer. I'm playing with you. Yeah, it's okay. I understand. I have a friend <laughs> who just came back from rehab. But he's still drinking. And I don't know, I don't know how to help. What conversation should I have with him? Uh every story is different, but we have similarities. Mm-hmm. Can we be having an underlying issue? Just not telling anyone. Possibly. Because yeah. as I told you, uh underlying issues are killing alcoholics because from the dungeon you pick so much. Mm-hmm. You pick diseases, mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm and also failure mm. i lost my job due to this my wife left so underlying issues needs to be then also i don't know how the support system is change of environment change of a family member can be a trigger do you know that yep yeah so the conversation mm. we should be having with our brother is we push to an underlying issue. If we can get the underlying issue, we can start a point. And we can go up the hill. <sighs> Lastly, I'm concerned. One of the reasons I'm happy to have this conversations about uh, alcoholism. So, I mean, I, I'm grateful that I, I never I've never been there. I've had my own other addictions that I've had to deal with and thank God I've, I've been able to deal with them but not not alcohol 
But I'm concerned at the way we drink as Kenyans. I'm concerned that that's the we 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 think the plan is to drink. Any we'll go to Mombasa so that we can drink drink. Not to enjoy the beach the yeah. holiday, you know. Drink. Yeah. We'll go to Naivasha so that we can drink. I mean we call let, ourselves a drinking nation. Yeah, let's let's sit down and drink. Let's I mean there's always alcohol in the conversation. I'm concerned. How can we deal with this? No, uh I think these are personal choices and I'm going to talk about now drugs. When mm-hmm. we have legal and illegal drugs. Mm-hmm. We have legal and illegal alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about illegal. That is the changa. Mm-hmm. Now the legal alcohol is only sold to persons over the age of 18. 18. Yeah. It has been tested. Mm-hmm. But some of the legal alcohol mm-hmm. is still illegal. Mm-hmm. Medically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meaning it's very injurious. Very. Yes, the other is injurious because drinking a lot is an issue. Yeah. Now, uh, it is a social problem that has to be addressed directly. One from the family's level mm-hmm. going up to the arms of government. And I can see as youths they pretend we are idle. We need employment. That's why we are drinking. No. You start becoming idle when you are drinking. It creates oh, the wow. idleness yes. in your mind. You are never idle. I'll give you a very good example. Me have seen youths who are very stable. They don't have employment, but they are busy around chasing for uh pesa ya vijana, forming community-based organizations. Mm. I've seen uh, some youths in my estate they are selling dogs wearing dogs mm. they are not idle mm. and some of them are very sober head mm. they are into sports whether they are playing for a team or not just to keep himself busy and he knows his spiritual day whether it is friday saturday. or saturday sunday. sunday he goes gets fed now It is a social problem because we have allowed it. That's why we are calling ourselves a drinking nation. But with the time the havoc and detrimental issues into our families and our families are suffering so much. How many wives have to cover up for their drinking husbands in the morning when the boss is calling? Nani ameanguka kwa bafu? Nani ni mgonjwa? Nani anatapika? But it is alcohol. How many children have to miss I'll use the simplest thing bread because dad wanted to use the hundred to satisfy his urge we are compromising so much and that is why when we are drinking me and you and that text comes in hi we don't have food tell me ni mjinga atani tisha chakula niliwatia 100 we are drinking again and on and until we realize and especially males at least thing is taking care taking down the generation slowly by slowly and it's affecting you what are we leaving behind what mantle are we leaving So I think uh, to me as I've told you uh, I try just to spread to spread the gospel That is what I try to do Aunt thank you Thank you for sharing your story Thank you for spreading the gospel So I'm going to ask you Uh, as we close and, and and maybe you know someone out here is looking for help someone is looking for a way to um start the journey of them dealing with uh you know the alcoholism how can you help now one personally as i live here i leave you with my number okay the reason is this my story 
is factual it is me it's not about somebody yeah that is a brother or a sister i might have an input in life mm. secondly for the affected yeah. the family members yeah. try and seek help and i know there is a myth here outside people say that the aa rules are um, like it's like a cult it's not a cult and there are three things i leave people with body mind soul what liquor does kills your body to destroy your mind then now you don't have a soul that is why wewe ni kipepeo twende hivi tutafute twende hivi tutafute don't have judgment so let families reach out try counseling and for the government they continue with the push and right now let me ask you bro yes they are there how many road accidents are we having no during this covid period oh no none few yeah mm. and uh, which is the most affected entertainment area of course the bars but are people dying no guys are alive <laughs> so is it a must you're preaching to the choir bro <laughs> With all due respect, I don't have a problem but is it a must? Yeah. Preaching to the choir. You don't have to reach rock bottom. Yeah. Bro, I want to thank you so much for coming to tell your story. I'll take your number and leave me your email address as well. Um if you're out there, you you're looking for us, for help. Greg is saying I'm here. I'm happy to start the journey with you. It's your choice, but you've got to start the journey with someone and, and, and I'm happy to help. You guys, this guy checked in at 9.30 in the morning to come and tell the story. This is this is major commitment. I really want to appreciate you. God bless you. I keep my time. You do. You actually do. He was I here actually like at 9.15. I learned that from the Man Enough program. I do a lot of programs. Oh, nice. That, yeah. Nice, nice. I used to facilitate Man Enough. Yeah. Yeah, I was a battalion one. Ah, yeah. 22. <laughs> uh, the other thing I you see, I try to better myself. Mm. Anything that comes up that affects or can generate the male, I try I do do it to better you. You pick up something. I agree. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. I I I pray that you remain not just sober, but you remain a beacon of light to other people just like you are to the number of people who are going to listen to this podcast and even the encouragement that you are to me i cannot wait to see what god does with you god bless you man god bless you too and thank you santi santi